It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. Streaming from the town, Ace Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. All righty. We are experimenting right now. So if you live down in the South Bay, according to Xfinity, proud partner, internet is down all over, including in my neck of the woods, Willow Glen. So all of our fancy, expensive equipment and everything that we have to bring you this show, the cameras, everything works off the internet. Because years ago, just to kind of take you behind the curtain, we used to do everything from a radio standpoint on what was called an ISD line. It was a dedicated broadcast line that all providers, you were able to get it. It was a copper line, and, you know, they they wanted to get rid of copper. They wanted to get rid of it. It was so expensive, so... Everybody went away from it, and all the equipment that we have now all works off Internet. And if your Internet goes down, trust me, doing the Golden State Warriors at the arena. So you think this is the Golden State Warriors. Hold on. This is the Golden State Warriors, right? And Matt Steinmetz and I are doing the pre- and post-game show. We'd be doing the post-game show from the Crown Royal Club at Oracle Arena, and we just be sitting there getting ready, and all of a sudden it'd be like, you guys got to go on. Tim Roy's been kicked off because the grips or whatever the heck you call them, those guys up there where Tim was, they're ripping everything out because concerts are coming in, right? Warriors are leaving. So all of a sudden they take the Internet connection, and Tim Roy would be up there. They would have to then get Tim Roy back on the phone. This is the Golden State Warriors. They're the number one team in sports. And the Golden State Warriors, their postgame show would be done by phone because the Internet was out. So it happens. If it happened to the Golden State Warriors and the great Tim Roy, well, it can happen to us. So what we decided is we're going to experiment because we have a MiFi, not very strong. So we're checking to see if it's strong enough for us to be able to do the video and the audio at the same time. Is it working? We're good right now. We're on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And Are you on, sure we are on? Yeah, and we're on iHeart, yeah. I'm looking right now. Look, we're streaming on iHeart, and it says we're live on YouTube and everything else. All right. I, I just need the computer charger you're using to keep the uh, MiFi charged. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. As long as it's working. As long as it is working, I forgot the A's hat. I got the Canapoli hat. You know what? Maui's strong. You know, it's hard to, I was just there. And I know I haven't talked about it, but it was just, 
one of those random things. My wife had a really hard year with school, and the kids are going to be seniors, or they're now seniors. And my wife was like, we need to go on a vacation. You've worked every – I mean, I, how many games did I work in a row before I went to Hawaii? It was like 68 straight games. Yeah, something like that. I had worked every game. So uh, our, our wonderful human being of a boss, Delaire, Delaire Lawors, uh, I called up Delaire and I said, hey, man, my family needs it. He's like, go take some time. And it was actually during the reverse boycott. And so a lot of people were like, why aren't you here? Well, there's things more important. And, and I know not to you more, more important, but my family's more important. So we went there, and we were stayed in Canapoli. I got the Canapoli Golf, stayed right across from the golf course. And then Lahaina, we went to dinner three times there, to that historic right there, Lahaina Grill, and I can't remember the other two places. And it's all gone. And it's devastating. And I don't think a lot of people realize how bad it is. The media really hasn't gotten in there. The government response has been horrible. It is, it's complete. They're still looking for bodies. There's stories of people wanting to snorkel and they're fishing bodies out of the ocean. Like, this is, this is really tragic. And last time I checked, 99 people dead. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. And if you can, please donate. These people need help, and they need help now. So the show has changed a little bit. We'll be going live once again on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron at the top of the hour. Chris Jimenez is going to join us coming up here at 2.30, we hope. Uh, we'll see if Xfinity is, you know, you get the text to, to know whether uh, – whether, uh, <laughs> Whether You're the internet goes yeah. back on. Well, the nice thing with Jimenez is he's on the phone, so won't use as much bandwidth. So you know he is a he is a somebody that you could really you know or your immaculate grid. You could use him for a lot of teams. Jesus, Cleveland, Seattle, Tampa, Texas, Minnesota, and but he did a, Chicago Cubs, but he did a lot of repeat teams. Indians twice, Twins twice. He had a lot of repeats. You don't see that a lot in a career where you go back to the same place that many times. Don't think he's on a – oh, Pirates are on here today. I don't think he's on any – he fits the criteria of any of the teams that are on here. You want a good pirate padre? Brian Giles. God, you're, you're not good at this. Oliver Perez. Marvell Wynn. I saw his first name. I don't know. Marvell – He's a there you go. It's a famous baseball player back 0. in the day. 0.6%. That's why you need me. You have no history in this game. you got to know history in this game. My Brian Giles is not history. Oliver Perez is I played low. against Brian Giles. Uh, Padre Astro. Padre. No, so on, don't on. go Caminetti or Steve Finley. That's too easy. Hold on. We can. We, hold on. We've done this before. Since we're, we're on the fly here on the show, we can just. There we go. Look. We can play the game while we're on. White Sox Padre. Put in our buddy, the great Jeff Blum. Use Blummer a lot. Do you really? Yes. <laughs> 0. 0.6. You got to text him. We're using you on the great. All right, get that out of here. Uh, something, I, I don't know. Has the Ryan Spielborgs and Ryan Spielborgs, another Sirius XM host, 
former big leaguer, comes on this program, works for the Colorado Rockies, does a great job on their television. Has Spilly, has what happened with Spilly, has that kind of gotten out? Or, or are we informing I think, people? I think we might be informing people. Also, I have the full Lawrence Butler call if you want that too. Do we finally have my LB? Yeah. I know you want to call him Law Dog. I like LB. Give me a set. Do, do, I want you to listen to this. This is a full cut from Robert Costas' folder. So, did they hear our open? Yeah, that, uh, well, I don't think they would have heard the. Okay, so what I was talking about is yesterday. You know what? I, really, I, I wish we would have gone to this analytics conference. Because when I was joking about it, how yesterday we wouldn't want to go and you go, I'd want to go. Yeah, you, you'd want to geek out on the numbers. Where I would have liked is the bio, biomechanics. Because biomechanics, that, you know what? Data interests me. Eh. Biomechanics, you know why biomechanics interests me? Why should it interest all of you? Well, it's because of, well, it has a lot to do with, well, I know your big thing is about how the mind works, but biomechanics That's, is, that's, that's, yeah. how you can repeat things. Right? No. No? It's how your body works. Well, yeah, but I was thinking that. Biomechanics how is how your body works. We all have hands, we have limbs, our shoulders fit into these sockets. Like, how do our bodies work? And that's what biomechanics does. People saying need more towny immaculate grid sessions. No, you guys want that? Because yeah. <laughs> I could give you old school people. I think my rarity score yesterday, I told you zero is the lowest. I think Dude, you know 18. who would be the greatest immaculate grid player of all time is Ken Korak's dad. Ken Korak's <laughs> dad yeah. is 104 years old. If you guys don't know that, Ken Korak's father, still alive, wits about him, he's 104. And Ken Korak's dad is a, I mean, Ken Korak's dad's amazing. I mean, he was a, a coach. In Los Angeles, longtime teacher. He retired like forever ago. But Kent Korak's dad's been watching um, baseball for probably, I mean, if he's 104, you really start paying attention, you know, when you're what, 12, 13, or whatever. I mean, he's been watching baseball for 90 something years. Can you imagine Kent Korak's dad on Immaculate Grid? Pretty good. I mean, Bob Euchard's going to be pretty. For so, looking like, at guys for, like, the now. Braves, he could use, like, St. Louis Browns because the Braves are the St. Louis Browns. Yeah. Right? You could – I mean, he could use teams. that It'd be incredible. All right. Maybe we will do a little more Immaculate Grid. But it interests me because all of us are different. Scott Emerson just said on this show a couple days ago that they've been tracking, right, with StatCast. Everything gets tracked now. Nobody, no human being has thrown a four-seam fastball. A four-seam fastball is basically this if you're watching on YouTube. And that's a straight fastball. And that's the fastball you're going to get the most spin that defies gravity, right? No human being has thrown the exact same perfect four-seam fastball back-to-back pitches since we've been tracking this stuff. Now, how many thousands and thousands of pitches have been thrown? No guy has thrown the same pitch the exact same twice. It's not possible because human beings don't work that way. That interests me. See, you can talk about all this kind of data stuff, but really the biomechanics of how our bodies work and how everybody's body is different That fascinates me because that works in all sports, especially when you're hitting an object. 
whether you're talking about hockey, everybody hits a hockey puck different. Everybody hits a golf ball different. Biomechanics is huge in golf, showing all the different things that happen in a golf swing. Well, think about a pitcher, how we hold it, where we throw it from, how tall are you, are you, are you here, are you here, are you down here, left-handed, right-handed, everybody's different. So biomechanics, how you walk and run is different how I walk and run. If you're out there watching, how you walk and run, are our bodies all work different. So that's why too many times, well, we have all this data, well, every human being's different. So not only is every human being different from a standpoint of how your body works, your minds are all different. So you're taking data and you're trying to cram this to a guy and it may not apply to him at all. This data may not apply to how he thinks, how his body works. Each individual guy is different. And that is why I would have liked to have been at this conference. To really show like, hey, listen, you're getting these spreadsheets and these spreadsheets are numbers that are based on groups. It would be like if you, Cody and I, our body types are completely different. Agreed? Yeah, I think there's, and people can see that, yes. But we're just the way we, so how would this data work for us? So you basically could say, well, we're both right-handed, so we both can't hit right-handed pitching, we can both hit left-handed pitching. That's what we got? What if one of us, what if one of us had reverse splits? Right? <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like you would be lumping all of this, a lot of this data is, 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 you accumulate it, right? And it's a lot of it is broad-based, and some of it's not. And then I always go back to this. I said this to Cody this morning as we were getting ready for this. I'm like, we've got, uh, was it 12 or 13 teams or 500 and less? Yeah, I think you said I think you said 12. 12? Yeah, we got 12 teams that are 500 or worse. And we got some historically bad teams, and the A's were one of them. We're all using data. Why are we all so bad? And I, I told you I don't have the answer for that. Why are the Yankees 500? Right now the Yankees, last time I checked, they are five. I've turned off all my yes, – we've turned off all – there's only one computer that's using the MiFi. The New York Yankees are 500. They spend more money. They have the biggest R&D department. They spend more money than anybody else. Why are they only 500 then? I have the – what was the stat? Uh, their active streak of 30 consecutive winning seasons is the third longest streak across the four major pro sports. They could be uh, under 500, and the last time they were 500 in the month of August was back in 1995. Do baseball people respect driveline? I think so. Well, I know players. I don't know about baseball. You're talking about like front offices? I just, do people in our game respect driveline in the Pacific Northwest? I, I don't know. but Sean I Manaya, we interviewed our former A, was up at driveline this past yeah. year. Hasn't really worked out. But what do you he, mean he's thrown harder? He's he went up there and he and, and I remember a few years ago Scott Emerson and a group of A's coaches went to driveline. They were impressed, right? The head of driveline, I texted this to Eno Saris and, and Cody. The head of driveline. Former Reds employee Kyle Bodie. He put out there, if you used fan graphs, if you used Baseball America's rankings on the draft, and you used a free version out there like Eno Saris's stuff plus. You might be as good or better than some of the front offices in baseball. If that wasn't a slap in the face of front offices in Major League Baseball, I don't know what is. A highly respected place like Driveline, you're the head of Driveline, 
And he basically said, man, I could use Baseball America fan graphs and find somebody's stuff plus. I don't know if I wouldn't. I could possibly be as good as what you guys are doing. That was like, wow. So, yeah, we love data and everything, but, man, I thought that was telling. All this to get to Lawrence Butler's home run? Oh, yeah, I forgot Lawrence Butler's home run. So, oh, so, what, so what got me on this was at this conference, there was a scientist slash doctor, whatever, that talked about when you deal with wood, the sound of wood, how wood sounds. I oh, wish, it was Dr. Alan Nathan. I wish I had a wood. I have a wood bat somewhere. It's over See, there. Uh, yeah, get it. This is a, this is not a, this is not. This is a gift that was given to me by the A's in 2016. This was a gift. It's an A's bat, but it's not a real bat. It's Louisville Slugger, but obviously it's not good wood. It's uh, thank you, Chris Townsend, 95-7 the game, 2016. It was a very cool present by the. See, it's funny how my bio says I've barely been working for the. I've been around this thing a long time, folks. So, A said. By holding up the bat and by doing certain things and listening to the sound of the bat, the louder the sound, the better quality of the wood. We always thought it was the grains. The wider the grains, the better the wood. They've actually, and they, and they wanted to stay away from the knots of the wood. That's how old baseball players used to think. And then they started really doing science on it, and they found out knots are hard as hell. You want knots. And you want you the, the wider the grain doesn't mean it's the better the wood. Well, they've now figured out like just hearing the sounds of the bat can mean the wood is better. Yeah, that was uh, Dr. Alan Nathan, professor of physics at uh, University of Illinois. Professor of physics. He's not two yahoos like us. He's a professor in physics. I want you to hear now. I heard it last night, unless I'm crazy. The radio call, listen to the sound off Lawrence Butler's bat. This is called bat speed. A lot of room in right center for Lawrence Butler. And the pitchers are swinging a high, deep drive to right field. Forget again. about it. That is. Oh, hold on, let me get to the spot. A lot of room in right center for Lawrence Butler. And the pitchers are swinging a high, deep drive to right. Remember, that is a mic that is. I don't know how many feet away from home plate. For Lawrence backs. Butler. And the pitch. Yeah, that's loud. Let's see if I can isolate that right. And the pitchers. Oh, no, too slow. Too far away. Uh, how about here? And the pitchers. Nope. See, I have to start the whole thing over. Sorry. So, that is caught by a crowd mic, which is at the top of the, of the net, I believe, or it could be somewhere to the side of the backstop net which is X amount of feet from home plate. So you got to think how sound travels. So you've got a crowd. So that, that kills the sound, right, because you have all this sound around it and how sound travels. When that ball hits the bat, the sound will travel all over, right? The fact that that mic is picking that up that loud tells you he hit the living you-know-what out of the ball. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained by Zach Geloff? Are you not entertained by Lawrence Butler? 
This is what I've been talking about. You bring these dudes to the big leagues, I could care less wins and losses. You're going to keep shoveling me Jace Peterson and Jesus Aguilar and that stuff? I, 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 it doesn't do anything for me. Zach Geloff does something for me. Watching what? Hey, Ruiz just went deep, had a double down the line. He's back. Jordan Diaz giving him a shot. Let's see if Jordan Diaz can hit. Let's see. Soderstrom, keep running him out there. Ryan Noda, who's not young, but he's back at AAA. That's a good sign. Played last night. How about Zach Geloff? Geloff's hitting three. No, this is not the right. Hold on. That was yesterday's notes. Let me get today's notes. We were packing up because I thought I had to leave. Hold on. Hold on. Zach Geloff has reached base in all 13 games in August. He's slashing 327. That's the batting average. OPS of 1,124. Is that any good? It's pretty good. Ten extra base hits, nine runs scored in all 13 games in August. 18 extra base hits tied for second in the American League. In the American League, where you have some guys that are on fire right now. Only Kyle Tucker, now with batting gloves, has been better with extra base hits in the month of August than Zach Geloff. Lawrence Butler. And by the way, I didn't look at it. Baseball savant would have it. But Lawrence Butler, his second at bat in the fifth inning, hit that laser to the shortstop. Check to see how hard that was. That was just smoked. So he smokes the ball to shortstop. It was right at him. And then he hits the home run. And that ball was an absolute laser. 463 feet it was. Mm, All right, give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Uh, 437. 63 would have been a little large. His first career home run, 437 feet. How hard was the ball to shortstop? Uh, That ball was ripped, and that was another one you could hear it. The ground out uh, looks like it was 104.9. So, Lawrence Butler, who, by the way, is not in the lineup tonight. He had the second highest exit velocity of the entire night on the home run. Only Tyler O'Neill had a harder hit ball. Which, by the way, was in our game. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about in the game. It was oh. the second hardest hit ball. Uh, he's not in the lineup tonight. Well, either Soderstrom or or uh, Gallup's playing. Oh, yeah, Gallup. You, you can't bench – it's amazing when you find well the young guy. Oh, he's a young guy. Well, he can play against everybody. Righties, lefties. Oh, lefty on the mound tonight. Matthew Libator is on the mound tonight. Former Ray prospect. He but he wasn't. Randy Rosarena was not a big time trade for them. That was not. He's turned out to be a great player. Yeah. What was who was the main guy in that deal? Rosarena. I'm pretty sure. But Rosarena wasn't a big time. There was another guy. Um, there, there's something. There's more to it. Jose Martinez, I want to say it was. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Jose Martinez uh, and a, a Rosarena in a compensive, uh, competitive balance, a, ra- a round A pick they sent to the race for Libertor. And his last outing, he dealt eight innings against his his former team, the Rays. But I just wanted to start the show with that, how hard. And, and 
there's pictures of it now, and you can see it. The follow-through, and it's from the side. It's identical to Ellie De La Cruz, where he hits it and kind of steps over and watches it. He just launched it. I mean, his just the energy. It's energy. Speaking of biomechanics, it's the energy that's coming through it. Whack! And the, it's energy. It's the mass. You're taking that bat, that barrel, that mass, and violently getting it through the zone and squaring it up and hitting it hard. That's biomechanics. And that's also eyesight, hand-eye coordination. It's, it's the brain telling you, swing now, dummy. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive. Lawrence Butler, if you're not excited, I mean, I know Ruiz is back in center tonight, but I think the last two games have been telling about Ruiz and his potential future with the A's. As Butler's playing center, whether they view Butler as the center fielder of the future, he was playing center. Ruiz got kicked to left, then he got kicked to right. Which is good. Have Ruiz play because Ruiz is not a great center fielder. So, see, and obviously last night he got through it, but there was a couple struggles on, on reads in right field. And left field may be the spot for, for Ruiz. He might have to play more, according to the notes, because we know about J.J. Uh, Bladé's uh, knee sprain or ACL sprain. It's saying yeah, there that's that bad news. they're saying that he could be out for the rest of the season. I don't remember that being reported by anyone on, around from Martin or anyone. Yet, yesterday, Katze talked about it. Oh, he did? It. Okay. Yeah. Raise up 6 nothing on the Giants. Apparently there was an inside-the-park home run one of our YouTube chatters said, sent to us. There was an inside-the-park home run in the game. When's there going to be panic there at, uh, was it Willie Mays Plaza and what's yeah. the other street? I don't third. I just know it's third and king. Third and king was King actually Willie Mays. No, no, no. no. That would be King. Would be it's real. It's third. It's no King. That's the Embarcadero technically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wherever that Willie Mays statue is, is there going to be a little panic? Third straight day using the opener. Huh? Third straight day using the opener for the Giants. Their top pitching prospect pitched last night. Kyle Harrison hasn't thrown over five innings. Well, he's done it once all year. Has done gone four over four since June. Four innings, seven strikeouts last night, and that was it. How much time? So we got like a minute, and we're calling him, right? Yeah. Um, I just want to say you're going to hear it at some point, or maybe people won't pick it up because you know what? I'm going to choose my words wisely here. You have to be really into baseball. How do I want to put this? To know what I'm talking about, and you may now go find it, you got to be into baseball. I think a lot of I, lo- I think a lot of people are pretending to be into baseball, and they're showing a lot of outrage with stuff. But if you do listen to SiriusXM, the baseball channel, which is a channel that does baseball year round, um, Ryan Spielborg's talked to Jace Peterson. And Jace Peterson, I guess they had a conversation about. Do you have the numbers up, by the way? Oh, it, oh yeah. Sorry, forgot we only have one computer. And Jace Peterson, they 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 address some topics. We'll just say. And I went really, okay. He's a veteran player. He has the right to have his opinions, and about things that have been going on. Jace Peterson has since been traded to the Arizona Dimebacks, where he's in the thick of it right now, trying to make the postseason. What's uh, Jace P- What's Jace Peterson hitting right now? 
uh, in 27 at-bats entering today's hitting 185. He's hitting 185. 476 OPS. 185. Oh, okay. 185. I mean, I have respect for him, liked him, enjoyed our conversations with him. Uh, talking about how hard it is to play in Oakland right now. You go to Arizona, 25. By the way, Ramon Laureano. Well, get him on a team that's got a shot. I mean, Cleveland, I don't know, really has a shot, but. No, they still do. The Twins aren't really pulling away. What's uh, Ramon Laureano hitting since he left? 23 bats, 174 average with a 501 OPS entering today. So, Jace Peterson's 185 and Ramon Laureano's 174. Chris Jimenez going to join us here from MLB Sirius XM. Kind of hard to. Uh, Kind of hard to say that uh, they needed just a new spot. Jesus Aguilar, where is he? Braves on a minor league deal. Yeah. Well, we're bringing him on for the first time. Chris, welcome to A's Cast Live. This is Chris Townsend with the Oakland Oakland Athletics. Appreciate you stopping by the show. Yeah, thank you guys very much for having me on. This is awesome. Well, it's bringing you back home. If a lot of people don't know, you're from actually, I know you're in Reno now, but you're a Gilroy guy. That's exactly right. Born and raised. So when you were growing up, were you A's or Giants? No, I was A's all the way. My entire family was Giants and 49ers, and I was A's Raiders the whole way. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, obviously (laughs) you're speaking my language as I used to work for the Oakland Raiders also, and uh, what a great franchise. And I think about – you know, when you grow up here, just talk about the inspirations. When you think about the great players, I'm sure uh, looking yeah. at looking at your age, I start thinking about Moneyball's right in your wheelhouse. It was, yeah. It was uh, right around high school, college for me is when, you know, they kind of went on that whole Moneyball craze. Before that, it was Carney Lansford, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. Uh, Mark McGuire is still to this day my favorite player of all time. I always wanted to be a first baseman because of him. And I actually even hit like him in college. I had his swing down pretty darn pat. Uh, maybe with a little less power, but I still hit a few outs. <laughs> you didn't hit it like he did at USC? Well, I mean, it was close. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when you think about this era, and, you know, I just, Costas, I was on Fangraphs had, from Boston, had an interesting uh, article. It was a Q&A with him, the first baseman slash DH for the Boston Red Sox, he talked all about analytics. He talked about swing plane. He talked about angle of pitches, how he adjusts his swing plane. He sounded more like a golfer than he did an actual baseball <laughs> player when talking about all the things. And I, I think it's fa- I think it's fascinating. I think all the biomechanics talk now is fascinating. But for your era, what was it like? You've been, you're in the Bay Area. You know the money ball th- things happening. Analytics are really coming into baseball. How do you think that helped shape you as a player? Well, you know what? First and foremost, it put a very big emphasis on, on base percentage. You know, the A's being my favorite team, that was something that was really important to them in regards to their scouts. As I was getting scouted in high school, you know, they were talking continuously about on-base percentage. So it put a little different onus on the fact that, okay, yes, hits are great, home runs are great, but also having that keen eye at the plate is also going to go a long way. I actually got hit by a lot of pitches, so my on-base percentage was really high as well. And I think that kind of aided into the fact that they liked 
you know, the style of play that I actually did, you know, whether it was being from a defensive standpoint as a catcher or an outfielder or uh, just my on-base percentage, you know, the way I could hit the ball. And, and I had a good eye at the plate, but I, I definitely struck out my fair share as well. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's it's what we've seen over all these years, how baseball's become a three-true-outcome game. Do you right. think do you think we'll ever get to a point where that will kind of switch back a little bit? We're making contact. We're seeing them trying to bring stolen bases back. Do you think contact, good wood, putting barrel on ball, striking out less? Do you do you do you see that trend maybe coming back anytime soon? You know what? I would love to say yes, but I think the only way it comes back is if they start paying people to do stuff like that. Home runs, RBIs are still the name of the game in regards to getting paid through arbitration, through free agency, until they make an adamant change in regards to how they go about or how they value through the arbitration process, you know, the on-base percentage part of it, the, you know, just bat-to-ball ability, the contact part of it. You know, you look at a guy like Luis Arise, I know he's his second year through arbitration, but he's making just a mere $4 million bucks, and he's about to hit close <laughs> to 400 this year. So until they start paying guys to do that, I think – we won't see, you know, guys really actively make a change to do it because they're not getting paid to. You know, it's great now that that you're in our side of the world now as you're on <laughs> satellite radio. Uh, and I love the channel. I don't know if you know this, but we have all the guys on. Farron's been coming on for years. Jim Duquette's been coming on for years. Mad Dog comes on all the time. All, everybody that's a, a part of uh, SiriusXM, Channel 89. We, we promote you all the time. I have it on in my car constantly or on the app. Uh, we have C.J. Nikowski, Ryan Spielberg. So I'm glad we finally have you on because we have everybody on. We have the whole group on. You're now a part of it. That's good. I'm glad I could round out that group because I felt left out a little bit there. You named some pretty pretty big heavy hitters in our in our channel there, and I'm glad that I can throw my name up there with them now. So I threw this. I had a caller last night after the game, and you know how rough it is with the athletics, and we're not we're not hiding it from yes. anybody. Uh, a caller we were talking about, because Eno Saris, the national baseball columnist from The Athletic, comes, right. he comes on our show every single week. He has a weekly show. And he was just at an analytics conference, and we started kicking it around, and we started talking about baseball today versus t- baseball yesteryear. And too many times, we always want to compare. You're going to be kind of my guinea pig on this, by the way. We always compare <laughs> the best teams. So I brought it up last night. What if we took a modern-day team like the Giants last year, 81-81, and 81, and compared that and played against a team, we could bring them in a time machine from the 80s and take an 81-81 81 and 81 team from the 80s and bring them to today. So instead of dealing with great players, we're dealing with 500 teams. I wonder the, right. the styles of play, since you were a catcher, you controlled the game. Well, catchers now, they're being developed where they don't even call their own pitches. Movement <laughs> is something that defenses really struggle with now. That era of baseball, starters went longer. Starters were better. They didn't throw as hard, but they threw more strikes. They would hit and run. They would bunt the movement in the game. Now players now are bigger, stronger, hit a lot of home runs, take more walks. How do you think average teams, 81-81 in the 80s versus 81 and 81 now, the styles of play, how do you think they'd match up? You know, that is a great question. And the thing that, as soon as you started explaining that, the thing that immediately popped into my head was the starting pitchers. The way starters are used now 
And you brought up a great point in the velocity, right? The velocity was not as high back in the 80s, but guys could sink it, they could cut it. You know, they probably didn't call it a cutter or a slurve or a sweeper or anything like that. It was just a slider. But they could control the baseball in the strike zone, the starters could, that is, a lot better. And, you know, obviously they were going deeper into games. You didn't have as nasty of a bullpen from the 6th, 7th, 8th on. Yes, closers were still really good because that was their job, was to get the final three outs. But I honestly think in today's day and age, if you took, say, the Giants from last year and put them in the 80s, they would probably do pretty well. Um, I don't think movement bothers guys as much as velocity and movement does combined. So if you if you lower the velocity down a little bit, you know you look at a guy like Greg Maddox. I'm not saying that any of our guys in today's day and age would hit him because with the strike zone being as wide as it was back then, nobody was going to hit him, let alone anybody in the 80s or this, you know, the current year. But I really do think that they would have a chance of they'd be a little better than 500, I think, just because you're not getting those specialized bullpens that guys do see now. Guys would generally have a little bit better chance to hit, I would have to think. Uh, I joked about it all the time that I might have played in an era a little too late for my style of game. Yeah. But I think that could be potentially what we're looking at or what we're talking about, at least. Yeah, that I, I and I'm, I'm glad you said it's a good question because – like I said, you're my guinea pig. I was bringing it up last night, and you know, after a loss like <laughs> last night, I was a little angry. So I was trying to, you know, I was trying to fill some time. I actually, the more I think about it, it's fascinating because now what we're doing is once again we're not taking the best teams. We're taking 500 teams, and we know that 500 right. 500 teams have major warts. They've got issues. So when we talk about, like, the modern-day staff, a 500 team, they got problem with their starters. They got problem with their bullpens. They got problem scoring runs. And the same thing with the team in the 80s. I'm just wondering if all the stuff that the 80s – because the 80s teams are going to – this 81 team, 81-win team in the 80s, they're going to steal bases. They're going to hit and run. So you talk about velocity – they're going to hit you to right field constantly with that velocity. They're going to choke up with two right, strikes. Right. They're going to put the ball in play. They're going to put pressure on your defense. We watch teams today do so many unfundamental things. I can just tell you things that happened in our game between the Cardinals last night that were just, who's coaching these guys? So I just wonder how that matchup would be. I think it'd be fascinating. I agree with you 100%. I think it would be very fascinating. I think the hitting side of things would be a lot better. You know, like I said, I, I don't think it's the movement as much yeah. as it is the velocity and the movement combined that gives hitters fit in today's day and age. So the movement minus the velocity, I think hitters would have a little better chance. But you brought up a great point. You know, the velocity, guys would be willing to shorten up to take guys the other way. You know, I just wonder with the defensive positioning and how much analytics plays a part in that now, how much would that mess with those guys of the 80s you know, trying to manipulate barrels and stuff like that. It's a very cool argument, and I would love to see it somehow find a way to play out. Yeah, I don't know how we do that, but then again, that's why this <laughs> is uh, talk radio. Uh, we come up with a lot of stupid stuff that uh, sometimes yeah, actually that's is interesting. Yeah, what talk radio is all about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, I, I think if you got the right teams and you looked at the players and you looked at strengths and weaknesses, we could have fun with that. I, I, I want to put you in the mindset of an A's player today because I'll get people who will say to me, man, this team's so bad. Some of these guys, you know, they have to have quit. I'm like, quit? 
There's nobody on this team right now other than Tony Kemp financially who I think would be okay long term. I mean, these guys are making decent money, but they'd have to go get jobs. I want you to tell our audience the mindset of a young player who's getting his shot. He's getting this is their dream is to play in the big leagues, to stay at the Four Seasons, the Ritz-Carlton, to be on the private plane, to play, to be the clubhouse spread, to have – like, I don't think these young guys – I don't care if there's 4,000 people in the ballpark or not. This is your dream. You're getting that opportunity. So you tell me, as a young player, and if you're in Oakland A, what would, you, what would be your mindset? I think you would have to look at this as the land of opportunity. You're going to get plenty of chances to fail. And the, the fact that you don't have to look over your shoulder, I think is huge. That's something that people kind of take for granted when you're on a better team. Yes. Maybe you're winning more games, but you're constantly looking over your shoulder. If you're failing, you know, they've going to make a move. They're going to make a decision on something. We need production from this standpoint or from a pitching standpoint, the Oakland A's are affording these guys opportunities to go out there and figure it out at the major league level. And one thing that people forget, especially as a player, yes, it may stink. Sometimes you get 4,000 fans, and then you have the reverse boycott when you get a sellout. And it's very difficult going from playing with a sold-out crowd where the energy is electric to then the next night having four or 5,000 fans there. But all of that aside, there are 29 other teams that are constantly watching. Yes. And the way Oakland's organizational philosophy has worked in the past, yes, they've gone into rebuilds and plenty of them. Trust me, you and I have lived through a few of them now. But they always seem to come out on the other side, and they always seem to find ways to trade some of those best players. You know, you look at Olsen, you look at Murphy. I mean, just these guys that were cornerstone key players for what we thought was going to be the next group, core group coming up that found themselves on other teams. And if you weren't going about your business the right way, you may not have gotten that other opportunity. You know, you may have fizzled out and not gotten that opportunity. So I think you have to look at it as a land of opportunity and you're going to get an opportunity to fail. And that's something that not a lot of guys are afforded. You know, we recently had a NL West road trip. And for our young guys like Geloff and Butler and Soderstrom and Diaz and all these guys, Langoliers and Ruiz and all these guys, Blade, I was like, man, you're getting a chance to play in San Francisco. Then you're going to Colorado. And Colorado had, God, 36 to 40,000 every single game, even though they're not very good. Then you're going to Dodger Stadium. Historic Dodger Stadium was sold out every single night. Now you're playing in St. Louis. Just how big is it? for our young players to be getting this experience to play in front of these huge crowds in these different stadiums, just what's that experience like for them? As You know, sometimes you could say it, the grass is greener on the other. Again, I really think you look at it as not everywhere is like what Oakland is currently like right now. And you're getting those opportunities to play in front of those fans. Now you can test yourself, see how much, you can recreate the energy that are in some of those other ballparks and almost trick yourself, so to speak, right? If you're playing at home and there may be a short crowd on hand, trying to figure out a way to make that energy level the same and not be a different player. You know, that's the key is trying to keep those highs as high as you can, but the lows, not letting them get too low, trying to keep those peaks and valleys away from each other. And that can happen 
you know, when you're you're up real big for Dodger Stadium or in St. Louis at Bush Stadium, you know, one night and then you're back in Oakland the next, when it's a little different energy level, you have to figure out a way to keep that energy in your mindset the exact same because you don't want to be a different player. Remember, there's always 29 other teams out there watching. I hate saying that because it's true. as a core yeah. A's fan, it's true. It's true. And that's something that helps motivate guys, you know, to continue to battle through tough seasons like this. A good friend of mine is Johnny Gomes, and Johnny Gomes has always said, every day you're auditioning. No matter what you do. That's exactly right. No matter what you do in life, every day is an audition. Let's end on this because, and we'll tell you, so where we are for road games, I built a TV slash radio studio, so we're on right now on camera, but we do. It, it's a multimedia show, right? So we're actually in San Jose. I, I live in San Jose. I went to San Jose State. I played base, I played baseball at San Jose State, so not far from where you grew up. So we know all about Gilroy. I just want to know, as a guy <laughs> that grew up in Gilroy, are you a garlic snob? You're damn right, I am. <laughs> I mean, that's not even – you didn't even have to finish that sentence before I could have said yes. Everybody every from Gilroy. Everybody from Gilroy is – any kind of garlic in any kind of dish, they're going to tell you all about garlic. You guys are all snobs. It's like a rite of passage. <laughs> it's like Napa and grapes and wine. You guys exactly. are snobs. <laughs> How many times have you busted that out at a dinner? A lot. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh. By the way, I just want to tell you the work that you're doing, because we hear you. I'll hear you at night. I hear you on the weekends. I hear you filling in. Uh, I, I think it's really really refreshing. And we just had C, we have CJ Nagowski on all the time, because, you know, we play the Rangers and a lot. Right. And I tell CJ, I said, you know, the fact that you get players who are now becoming media members – who get to see it from the other side, and you give us information. And I think you guys change a little bit, too, because you're now seeing it from a different perspective. I think you former players now doing this and allowed to just do it and to give your opinions. Uh, Loud Outs is a great show. I think you guys are – and I think the job that you're doing uh, is fantastic. So keep up the great work, and we'd love to have you on again soon. Well, I really, really appreciate it, first and foremost. And anytime you guys want me on, just give me a holler. All right, you take care. You be well. Thanks, Chris. You too. Gilroy High, huh? Bay Area? Yes, Gilroy is part of the Bay Area. Okay? <laughs> it's in Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County, I, I know there's some people up north. You want to act like Santa Clara County doesn't exist, even though it's the biggest county, and I already know they're going to rip us now. It's Oakland. Why are you talking Santa Clara County? Yes, Santa Clara County is part of the Bay Area, just like Livermore. Did you know Livermore is a part of the Bay Area? Yes, I knew that. Did you know that? Yeah. It's Alameda County, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. How many people do you think live near the water in Alameda County that actually don't know that Livermore is part of Alameda County? I, I bet you there's quite a few. Yeah, probably. A lot of transplants. I've actually no spent idea. a lot of time in Livermore. I've spent a lot of time all over the Bay Area. We've tr we've, I've been all over. We've done shows everywhere. What are you, Johnny Cash? I've been everywhere, man. I've been to a lot of cities. You know what? St. Louis is like the one city I haven't been to. But I've been. Believe it or not, I've actually, uh, that's the one time I actually have you beaten a city you haven't been to. But you got to admit, I've pretty much been everywhere. Yeah. I, I actually played a lot of golf. Winty. My buddy used to yeah. work at Winty. I've been to Winty. I've been to Winty. I used to play a lot of golf out there. I used to hang out in downtown Livermore. We did a, my wife and I for our. Drank a lot of beers back in the day in downtown Livermore. I think we did an anniversary, um, like, wine crawl thing last year. 
the Valentine's Day, I think. Never mind. We originally wanted to put the pie shop in downtown Livermore, and it fell through, and that's where we ended up in Walnut Creek. We were actually going to put it in Livermore. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to tell you. We How many people that live near the wa- – I like to say near the bay. If you'd say, hey, well, what do you think Dublin and Pleasanton are? Do you even know how to get there? (laughs) Could you get to San Ramon? Could you even know where Danville is? The Danvillians. We know a lot of people live in the Danville area. I know. We know a lot of people in the Danville area. Huh? Do you even know how to get there? Do you know where it is? And do you even know that's Alameda County? I want it. Alameda County is pretty spread out. So is Santa Clara County. Very spread out. And that's why you, you you like look at like the Bay Area versus other markets. Take like Los Angeles. Do you know just in L.A. proper, how many people are in L.A. just L, not county, but in L.A. proper, the city of isn't like six million or something. Eight million eight people. Million. Eight million live in Los Angeles. It's crazy how big some of these cities are. Uh, are we done? Yeah, we should probably get get going so we can get you set up for. Since we have make the, sure that works. So the MiFi still running. Hey, I like him. He's a former he's former Ace fan, or he is an Ace fan. You can only be an Ace fan so much once you get into the media. But uh, grew up an Ace fan, former player, he's good on the air. I think we got a keeper. Yeah, for sure. We got all those. Hey, guys. for all you people who are on Facebook and on YouTube, tell us how do you, how you like Chris Jimenez. Reach out to us because I think he he could be a good a former player doing a good job. Their channel's great. That's not Sirius XM's not that much. I can't remember how much they charge me a month, but I listen to it constantly. I listen to it every day. I'm running on a promo deal, but I do like it. Huh? I, I run it. Isn't I got, it awesome? I, I got their promo deal for Like Christmas. when I leave the A's game at night and I'm driving home, they do a full re. He's on a full recap show, and they're highlighting every game, playing highlights. It's it's like watching Quick Pitch on MLB Network, except it's audio. It's the audio version. We've got a lot of people coming and saying already, yes, they like Chris Jimenez. They like him? Good. Yeah. Sorry that uh, we had a little, uh, but it's Xfinity, not me. Sometimes it's not us. Sometimes it's, it is what it is. But we found a way. We found a way. Cody's panicking. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, why don't we do this? That's where, you, you know what? Talking about 81 and 81 teams have warts. You need to be a little bit more of a problem solver. Well, if we didn't have the MiFi, how would we do it? If I didn't have it, how would we do it? We wouldn't. So don't say I'm not solving But you didn't think about that. You didn't think you were like, we're done. Well, no, I said that the, the I didn't think it was going to be strong enough. But we also didn't have another video person on either, so we kind of locked out on that case. Did we make it happen? Yeah, we did. So Plus, it helps that we have the, the, the MiFi we have. You're actually able to plug in with Ethernet, so good thing I carry on extra cables like a nerd. That's why you should have gone to that winter meetings. So <laughs> met, the winter meetings for nerds, maybe we need to send that to you. You could like, oh, I guarantee you. If we contacted them to have like a booth, do they have like a a, a media row like the Super Bowl at the we'll winter meetings question. for nerds? We have to find out. We can ask you. Know? Oh, you don't think they would accept you? You could be you could be one of them. I think one of the conferences is Saber, and they follow. I think Rob Nyer like was one of the guys that runs it. They oh follow, my, I love Rob Nyer. We follow each other on Twitter, Saber and I and myself. I don't. Know, I think I already, I already got us an in. Sorry, I'm X, not X, going. X now, sorry. I'm not going. I might pile it in for some biometric stuff, but I'm not sitting around listening to guys trying to improve stuff plus with Eno Saris. One of our listeners said, so refreshing to hear someone from the Bay who was a, who was an Ace fan, not a Giants fan. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. I think a lot of us have that in common, that we all grew up hating the San Francisco Giants. Hating. Couldn't stand. Are they still losing, by the way? Could not stand the Giants. Could not stand the Dodgers. Hold on. 6-1 Rays in bottom of the eighth with the Giants. How's that opener working out for you? Oh, I know you're rooting for the Rays. I have nothing. You know what? I'm cool with the Rays. Well, they lost McClanahan for the uh, for, for, to 2025. His second Tommy John. Second Tommy John. Yeah. Remember, you had him as a Man- Cy, you had him as a Cy Young Award winner. Mar- Manuel uh, Manuel Margot's out for a month too. It's all right. They'll find. They'll bring some other guy up and be fine. That's what they do. Zach Latell is starting games for them. The guy that Gabe Kapler took the ball from Latell barked back at him, and then the Giants DFA'd him a few days later. He's now starting games for the race. Did you see Gabe Kapler's outfit? He looked like a popsicle. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Was this last night? What is that all white thing that they wear with the orange? It's their, isn't that their city connect? I have no idea, and I don't care. But last night he got thrown out, right? Yeah, they, they usually wear their city connects on Tuesdays. Okay. Gabe Kapler goes out. He's got, like, the cutoff sleeves, yellow underneath, long sleeve, cut, and he's got white, white hat, white. Top, white pants, white shoes. He looked like a popsicle. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's a big league manager. Now, I like me some Gabe Kapler. Friend of the program. I've said that before. Gabe Kapler used to come on my old talk show on 95.7 when he was a Fox Sports radio guy. No, he was a Fox TV. And I I actually did a full segment with Gabe Kapler about nutrition. And let me tell you something. There's not many people in our sport that know more about the human body, nutrition, and how to take care of yourself, mental health, physical health, than Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler is a specimen. That's another great example. There's more than just how great physically you are to play in this game. Yeah. Because Tony Gwynn didn't look like Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler couldn't play like Tony Gwynn. That's true. Right? So, Kapler, I like Kapler because Kapler – He's a great interview. I just don't want him managing my team. And and I don't want him looking like a popsicle. You gotta go back and look at the outfit. I could he came out and got thrown out. <laughs> I'm like, what are you wearing? Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out after I'll Google it afterward. Can I say the other great thing I saw today? Jim Leland, manager of the Tigers at the time, at Yankee Stadium, comes out, gets thrown out. Comes out, he's giving it to the umpire. All of a sudden, they start playing God Bless America. You know, uh, the, I can't remember the lady's name. Shirley or who does God Bless America, and they play at Yankee Stadium. It's the uh, famous God Bless America. Jim Leland takes his hat off, stops ripping the umpire, lets God Bless America oh, yeah. play, <laughs> then puts his hat back on and goes after it. But he had the respect for God Bless America to step back and let it play. True pro. Because that's the, gym. that's the historic God Bless America. They play at, at Yankee Stadium always. Yeah. What do they? Who? God, I should know this. Shirley. What is her name? Mm. Kate Smith. The great Kate Smith does God Bless America. Where, where, where do you get Shirley from? Kate? I don't know. I don't All know. right, we better go. Gotta, we gotta but get smoking Jim had respect for his country. Took his hat off. And then as soon as she was done, he put it back on and started grilling the umpires. One of the greatest things I've ever – Oh, did you see the ending to that one crazy game, the rundown that ended up, ended up being a walk-off? 
I got to get that. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. We had a lot of stuff to get into today. We'll be back on Friday. In the treehouse. Come see us. In the treehouse. What, 4 o'clock? Yeah. Cole Irvin's going to be with us. Coming up. No, Cole Irvin? Yeah. The lefty? Yeah. One of our all-time favorites? Yeah. Coming up next, A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron. This is Chris Townsend and Commander Cody for Link Soul. You've got to go to their website right now, linksoul.com. The new polos are unbelievable. New colors, lighter weight. We got our new summer shipment, Cody. I couldn't be happier. I look better, all thanks to Link Soul. So we're talking about new polos. You can check out their shorts. Anything you need for summer, they have it right now. When you go to their website, they've got a smoking summer deal. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.